Well, Mamas, today I have a very special episode for you. I am interviewing the beautiful Kath from Fitness Mama. And Kath is a mum of three young girls living in Melbourne, Victoria, in Australia. Uh, she's a physiotherapist for women and she has created an online community, the Fitness Mama, which helps to provide pregnant and new mamas with exercises, support, resources, all the things you need to move from overwhelmed physical aches and pains of pregnancy, the weaknesses that are felt after birth. And instead, she wants to help you replace that with the comfort and confidence that you need to get your body and mind strong again. So whether that is going for a run around the park with the kids or running in the next marathon she wants to help you get back to what you were doing and doing what you love with your baby by your side so i hope i know you are going to enjoy today's episode and if you want kath goes into it but you can find kath at fitnessmama.com or on instagram fitnessmama but let's get into today's episode <music> Welcome to the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm Elise and I'm on a mission to help women break free of feeling stuck in survival mode and enjoy motherhood again, even through the tough seasons. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused and didn't know my calling beyond motherhood or even if I had one. The last few years have been a journey of finding myself again, becoming well from the inside out and figuring out how to enjoy this time with my little ones. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. Join me here for conversations around living with intention, simplifying our homes, holistic health, including quitting the tox, how to really walk in faith in today's world, conscious parenting and marriage, and so much more. So mama, if you've been finding life stressful and overwhelming lately, I'm here for you and I'm so glad that you are here too. Let's take a moment, grab a cup of tea or a glass of bubbles and let's get into today's episode. Well, Kath, thank you so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama show. I'm so excited to have you with us and chat all things recovering from a baby and all the goodness but first before we get into that uh, can you just introduce yourself let us know a little bit about you where you are and who's in your family yeah sure thanks for having me so my name's Catherine Bequee and I'm a mum of three young girls and I am a physiotherapist for women. So I have an online program for women who are pregnant or who've had their baby to help them exercise with confidence and help them feel good on the inside and out. Um, yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. And I'm based in Melbourne and we're in eternal lockdown at the time of recording. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, all the fun. So what was it, so obviously you're a physio and you specialize in women's health. So was there something about, something particular about women's health and working with pregnant and postpartum women that uh, really interested you to go down that path? Yeah, good question. Because I started physio just knowing, I think what every 18 year old knows about physio is that. I perhaps would be a physio for a sports team. And that's pretty much was the extent of my knowledge when I started my uni degree. So I was quite pleasantly surprised to see there was this whole area of women's health. 
And I soon realized after getting my first job for the local footy team that massaging sweaty hamstrings on the football field at halftime was not my thing. (laughs) So right from the young age of, I think I was 21 or 22, I was doing all my electives in women's health clinics and my very first client in a hospital, a regional Victoria. I think I was one of the only women's physios and I just came on and there was all the male, older male physios were so delighted because there was an inpatient in hospital with mastitis. So she was on a course of um, antibiotics in hospital and they were like, oh, great, you can go and treat this woman because you can do therapeutic ultrasound for mastitis, which can help to clear the ducts. And so, yeah, right from a new grad, I, they, they bundled me off, taught me how to use the machine and yeah, the rest is history. And then I had my children and I thought, okay, this is time to go full time into this until then I'd been working in hospitals and doing, yeah, quite a few different areas of physio, but the being a pelvic floor physio, it's not every physio is a pelvic floor physio. It's postgraduate training generally. So yeah, you go back to university to do the whole women's health side of things. So that was once I'd had my first child. Such a beautiful area, you know, dealing with women who are pregnant and helping with their aches and pains or helping them feel confident after having a baby. Super lucky that I've got a great job. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. I love the story of you getting to hospital and the male saying, yeah, go, go, go treat that lady with mastitis. And I bet yes. she probably appreciated that too. Yeah, I, I think I probably tried to act a bit older than I was, but <laughs> it was fun. It was good. So let's talk about particularly new mums. So when we have a baby, there's this tension between we want to enjoy our baby and just be in that bubble, but then there's also that voice inside of us, right, that, we want to get our body back. So how how can women deal with that tension between, yeah, wanting to enjoy their baby and just be in that bubble of bliss, but wanting to get back, whether that's back running or back exercising or, yeah. Yeah, see, that's a really good question. And I, I do get, like, I hear about this a lot and I guess, you know, it's easy to identify it. Once you have a baby, your body feels so different, doesn't it? Like you, I remember my belly just being a jelly belly for such a long time. And it's a really unfamiliar, I guess it's unfamiliar. So I guess my tips, I've got a few tips. The first is being kind to yourself. You know, it's, we've grown this beautiful baby for nine months and I, often tell my new mums it can take good nine months if not a year if not longer to to become reconnected with your body because it's not just the physical side of things we're talking about we're sleep deprived um there's all these hormones rushing around our body where it's very I think it's very easy to be self-critical when we're just in this whole world of hormones, sleep deprivation, uh, you know, anxiety, not knowing what to do, your baby's crying. So my first tip is definitely be kind to yourself. Those first six weeks, I tell my mums, 
like, you know, it's all about rest and restoring. The less, less is best, seriously, in those first six weeks. And there's studies showing with pelvic floor that first six weeks of recovery is super important. So whether or not you have a vaginal birth or a cesarean birth, we, or let's, let's think about those women who have had a vaginal birth. Everything's stretched like an elastic band. Your pelvic floor stretches three times, 300%. It's normal resting length. It's got a huge capacity to stretch, which is brilliant because that's what needs to happen. But let's think about an elastic band. We want not, as much of that natural recoil to occur as much as possible. And you could be the strongest woman in the world, but it's, it's not just muscles that have stretched. It's your fascia. It's your connective tissue. It's all those soft tissues. And it's not about getting stronger at this stage. It's about rest and letting that, if we think about that elastic band, we just want that natural recoil. So what I mean by that is taking those pelvic floor muscles and your abdominals, if you've had a cesarean birth, but taking them off stretch, like taking the forces of gravity off. So what I mean by that is lying down, lie horizontal, and that can really help with your recovery of your abdominal muscles and your pelvic floor. So I love to factor in, and this is hard, especially if you've already got a toddler, but trying to factor in a few bursts of horizontal rest throughout the day in those first six weeks. So even if it's at two o'clock in the afternoon, lie down for five minutes while you're on the phone or having that cup of tea, or you're reading your toddler a book, or five minutes at 5 p.m. when, you know, just before that baby goes, that witching hour <laughs> that we talk about. So yeah, trying to factor in some rest, avoiding lifting, avoiding long walks. I think these are all really important things. And that's an important part to starting our recovery. And then I guess what your question was about wanting to get the body back, I guess from six weeks onwards, once we've had the medical check, and I'm talking about it from a physio point of view, so the physio side of things. So we're not even taking into all those considerations of, being so tired and exhausted and all those sides of things. But I think this is where a plan can be really helpful and it can help women do too much. So I find after having a baby, women might either are on the side of caution or be too exhausted or be too tired and they don't do much at all to help their physical body's recovery. Or perhaps you've had a good night's sleep, you might be four months postpartum, and you suddenly wake up one morning, you've got more energy and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go for a run. <laughs> and you might, I don't know if you can identify with this, Elise, but you might end up, you know, going for that really long walk or a run or something that you haven't yet built your body up to doing. So you might be doing a bit too much too soon. So I think that's where a plan can be really helpful. A bit of, I like to call it a postnatal rehab plan. After having an injury on the I hear I talk about football again. What happens after a footy player has an injury? They generally have some sort of post like a rehab plan, right? Whether or not they've done a hamstring tear or an ACL reconstruction, they might go through some gentle strength and then gentle running before finally getting back to competitive footy. Whereas women, we tend to just, as a society, you know, our partner only might have two weeks of parental leave. And then we're left to fend for ourselves with a toddler and running around at the supermarket, pushing a trolley. So yeah, it's postnatal rehab is something that I wish like all women could 
have a think about and it doesn't need to be anything fancy but I guess just thinking about a plan for you and that will look different for everyone so that's a long answer to your question sorry (laughs) no 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 that's really good and I think that like you said it should be at the forefront of people's minds because if it was a footy player you're totally right they would go through weeks of um, strengthening and rehab and but with women having a baby yeah my husband had two weeks off work and he was back to work and with each each child so I've had three so with my youngest it was just like oh okay see ya yeah and I've got a just three-year-old a two-year-old and now a newborn going um what and I'm yeah and then society tells you you need to get your body back you need to get your body back you need to get your body back I like so there is and it's really overwhelming do you find that there's a lot of uh women who find who find the rehab side of things or even not even thinking about but just the um, transition from pregnancy to then birthing the baby to then recovering from the birth do you find that 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 transition's overwhelming for a lot of women yeah you're exactly right it's massive to go from having a baby to suddenly being left at home and in some ways it's great to compare with footy players but then also a mother is a very in a very different position to a footy player. So although I say, yeah, let's have a plan and you know, let's get onto our postnate, like our physical recovery, we also have to make sure that plan is flexible because on some days you're going to be exhausted. And you know, it's probably not right for you to be going out and doing a long hour-long walk or an hour-long workout. So having that flexible plan, like I say to my mums inside Fitness Mama. After every single workout, I want you feeling amazing, invigorated, rejuvenated. I don't want any of these workouts to leave you feeling exhausted or tired or depleted because you're probably already Mm. depleted. So this is where having that flexible plan and it's really a balance between listening to your body, but also knowing what you can do to help you feel good. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter about your body. We want to be feeling good, right? Um, and then, well, this is what, what I love about exercise. It's not to, it's not necessarily about the physical side of things, but you're feeling good on the inside out. You know, we're looking after our pelvic floor so that we're not going to be 50 year old and incontinent and leaking when we're sneezing or we, we're safeguarding ourselves against pelvic organ prolapse if possible. So this is what I mean by doing stuff to help release endorphins and feel great and help your body recover so that your body is helping you through motherhood and helping you get the best out of motherhood. And I think yeah. too, it's important to, well, I know for me, like I, it's not necessarily that I want to exercise to lose weight and get my pre-baby body back because I'm, I'm a different person too. And I love what you say. um, It's your old but new self. So because when you become a mum, it's like a whole whole new chapter of your life opens. Mm. Um, But I want to be fit and strong. I don't like, I don't really care about what number the scale says, but I care about, yeah, being able to bounce on the trampoline with my kids and not wetting Mm. my pants. But can we just talk about quickly 
the importance of listening to your body. You just mentioned it, but I think that that's worth going into a little bit more because I know for me, particularly when I'll just share what happened to me the other day. So I'm currently with a group of friends because we're in lockdown, we're doing accountability workouts with each other. And I got my first postpartum period and I was meant to work work out that day. And I was like, no, yeah, I can, I can so do it. I can so do it. No, no way. And I just had to go, you know what, body? Okay, you, we need to rest. So can we, can you just share about that a little bit more about the importance of listening to your body and knowing like when, when you do need a period of rest or when you do need a period of like when you are able to push forward and do some more exercising? Mm. See, what you bring up is such a, it's really interesting, the impact that cycle, your cycle or um, even I hate, I'm not a woo-woo person. But I, I had an amazing podcast episode with on the Fitness Mum podcast with a kinesiologist and she talked about the moons and how the full moon, I get your, your period cycles often based on the moons. I, I don't know. It's not my area of expertise, I have to say. But I do know um, with hormonal levels, you do have periods during a cycle where you have increased energy and then you're feeling a bit more depleted. So you're absolutely right. Being, I guess there's a few elements to unpack here is yes, we need to be aware of where we're at in our cycle or what are our energy levels for the day or how exhausted are we. And this is where I like to talk about having like that fluidity and that flexibility in your plan. So for example, at the start of the week, you might have an ideal plan of what you would love to do in the ideal world. And then I can say, let's also have a backup plan where things don't go according to plan. And Let's say it comes to two o'clock in the afternoon and you just haven't been able to leave the house with your kids at all and it's just one of those days. Sure, you might not be able to go and do what you had intended to, but what could you do to help you feel a bit better? And this is, I know I am biased because I've got an online program, but I, from experience with three kids, I know there comes a time in every woman's life where, and you're the same, like what you, you didn't have the energy to go for a walk with your friends, did you? You, ha- you had your period. And I think there comes a time in every woman's life where unless we do stuff at home when our kids are around or while our baby's sleeping or while our toddler's running around causing havoc, then sometimes we just don't do things. Um, so I guess a few different things to unpack is how do we plan and schedule in stuff, but then also how do we have that balance to help ourselves feel good? So they're two totally different elements. Um, I used to do what we call a wiggles workout where if I didn't have the energy to do whatever I did and I was just feeling a bit like, I need to do something, I'd put on a wiggles show and whenever there was music on, all of us kids and myself would dance and then when they were talking I would do a series of squats and push-ups and some strength work um, and, I, and even though it was 10 minutes I, I at the end of that 10 minutes my kids had had fun I'd had fun and you know, it was it was lovely so um, yes yeah, so I guess if you're feeling exhausted you're feeling tired 
being what we said before, be kind to yourself. But then perhaps instead of going for that walk, you might have felt that doing three or four exercises at home for five or 10 minutes, you could have felt amazing after that. And it really could have helped your pelvic floor and core. So I guess that's what I would probably suggest if things are not going the way you'd planned. Yes, I think that that's so helpful. Um, Let's talk about prioritizing because a lot of mums struggle um, and whether that is self-care or exercising when they've had a baby they struggle big time prioritizing themselves especially their health and their physical recovery so do you have any tips or ways that mums can yeah prioritize themselves when it comes to something as important as their health Yes, 100%. Um, And this is why I do what I do, because it is so easy for women to fall at the bottom of the to-do list. I get it. You know, there's so many other things we could be doing um, that often exercising or just spending some time to ourselves is often one of the last things. But I guess thinking about your why is huge. Why do you want to recover? Like, why is it? Is it just to get your body back? Or is there something a bit deeper? Like, do you want to be able to, as you said, jump on the trampoline and have fun at the park with your kids? Or perhaps you do have a goal of getting back to running a marathon. Or perhaps you don't want to be leaking when you're 50 years old and you want to help your body like women give so much for pregnancy and childbirth. Like we give our bodies over. And I think to be able to invest in ourselves, it's not selfish. It's a necessity to get the best out of ourselves and help us. Like I know personally, even if I can get 15 minutes, I said to my husband in the morning, I'm like, you're not going to work until I've just had a shower and gone out of the house for 10 minutes or 15 minutes for a quick walk. Like I just need like to almost reset that's my form of meditation so I guess thinking about your why why is it that you like to do it and then secondly like it doesn't have to be a chore I think when before we have kids maybe I'm just talking personally but for me exercising meant driving to a gym perhaps doing an hour-long class then I'd have a shower I might go to the supermarket to pick up dinner on the way home like three hours later I'd finally be home whereas it, it doesn't have to be that and I think rethinking what it means to exercise I think can be really helpful so that it's not a burden that's why I do 10-minute workouts with my mums because they afterwards they're like oh 10 minutes I feel so much better. Like do something that feels good. Do something that you find is easy and that you could tick off even if, you know, are there some stretches you can do if you're feeling exhausted or are there some gentle pelvic floor and core that you can do if you just don't have much energy or, yeah, if your baby's clingy, are there some exercises you can do with your baby or take them for a walk or do you know what I mean? Let's just find, let's, find another word for it so that it doesn't seem like it's a burden. So finding your why. um, And then there was one other big thing. What was it? I was going to say, oh, exercising with your baby, give up that notion that you've got to do it um, independently because then I think it also never gets done. Whereas personally, I love to do all my chores 
with my children. <laughs> like, you know, I'd chop up dinner when they're around or I'd sort the washing when I'd sort of play with them or exercise with them because that means once they're asleep or resting or having a nap, then I got to have a nap and, or no, that's not true. I would never have a nap, but, you know, I got to rest or do something for myself. So um, I think that's where, yeah, exercising with your baby can also just, it, it's great for the baby, you know, if they're getting out the house or having some fun with you. Yeah, so that would be my tips to help mums prioritise themselves and scheduling it in, telling your partner or like what you've got, an accountability group, another few groups of mums. In this day of lockdowns, you don't actually have to physically be with them. It could just be let's call each other while we're walking and have a chat on the phone at the same time or let's do this Zoom workout together. Um, Yeah, so... I've got a mantra, something is better than nothing and done is better than perfect. It doesn't need to be a perfect workout. Even five minutes is better than nothing. Yeah, I love that. Just do do something, even if it is just a walk or, and find like we have, so we in our accountability group, we have a little group chat and um, one of the girls just puts up, okay, here's today's workout. This is what we're going to do. Uh, and we just have fun with it because it doesn't and I love that thought that you shared about changing your mindset that it's not a burden being and looking at your why and going well no I want to be fit so I can kick the soccer ball around with my son like I don't I don't want to be that mum who is sedate lives a sedative lifestyle so can't can't run around the park with her kids and looking at that that's so yeah so so good Uh, Let's just quickly, before we go um, chat, so pelvic floor, that's like a huge part of um, recovery. Uh, So do you have any like must know tips or exercises, things that like, what's the gold pelvic floor recovery tips? Okay, this is a huge topic and we could be talking about hours um i'd have covered a few podcast episodes on the fitness mom podcast uh, sorry fitness mama podcast but if i was to just give you a few tips the first would be avoiding constipation is a big one that perhaps people don't recognizing uh people don't recognize so avoiding that straining on the toilet is huge to help protect the pelvic floor and if you've got any chronic coughs or if you've got asthma that hasn't been treated go and have a chat to your doctor just so that you can get on top of those health conditions because that can also help to protect the pelvic floor and finally if Um, just being aware that your weight also has an impact. So the more weight we have in our body, the the more load our pelvic floor is under. So there are three quick things that you can sort of uh, make sure you've got a bit of a plan of action for. But in in terms of recovering after a vaginal birth, the well, before, let's start even earlier. When you're pregnant, if you're pregnant listening to this, If you could all just learn what is your pelvic floor, I think you're doing yourself a huge service because whilst your pelvic floor muscles are hopefully feeling a bit stronger, I'm sure that by becoming aware of if you're contracting and lifting your pelvic floor or if you're relaxing, like that's, they're two great skills to have because once they're weaker and if you do have a vaginal birth, 
then sometimes it, in those early few days, if you try to lift your pelvic floor, sometimes it can be hard to know what to lift. And I remember that, you know, the nerves supplies, it's just, you're thinking, oh, what's my pelvic floor? I don't even know what it is, let alone how to lift it. So having that awareness when you're still pregnant and you still got, I think that can be really helpful. So become acquainted with your pelvic floor. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the best way you can become acquainted is to have a, a face-to-face pelvic floor assessment with your local pelvic floor physio. Um, I know there's a lot of women who live rurally or regionally who don't act, have access to a pelvic floor physio. That's where there are lots of online resources. And this is something I do teach inside Fitness Mama. But um, some way of learning, if possible, how do you zip up your pelvic floor? How do you lift your pelvic floor? How do you strengthen your pelvic floor? And how do you relax your pelvic floor? And then once you've had your baby, that's when you'd start from the early days is generally fine. Perhaps if you've had a really large, a large tear, you might want to check with your um, health, your doctor or your midwife if you've had lots of stitches. But generally, you can start light, gentle pelvic floor from the first few days after birth. So that might mean just zipping it up and releasing. So you lift for a second and release. And that might be all you can handle, like five or six lifts might be all you can handle for those first few days and then gradually you might be able to lift for slightly longer like one or two seconds or two to three seconds and you might be able to do a few more of them so um, my tip would be also to find a bit of a routine so is it when you're breastfeeding you can sit down once your baby's latched before you reach for your phone and start scrolling instagram let's do a set of pelvic floor Yeah, that's great. Is there a point you think when, and not even necessarily pelvic floor, but just generally where um, women should seek further help? Maybe it is with a pelvic floor physio. I think that being proactive rather than reactive is obviously great and getting to know, yeah, in pregnancy or even before. um, So, you know, like it'll help you know where to push. When you're having a baby, when the midwife says, okay, push, where am I pushing? How? Mm. And being able to relax your pelvic floor during childbirth. And I think that ties in really well with all the hypnobirthing techniques and calm birthing and deep breathing relaxation. Because at the end of the day, you it's a uterus's job to, this is very simplistically, but uh, talking about it, but it's a uterus's job to push out the baby and it's a pelvic floor's job to just get out the way like open up the doors and let the baby come through. So um, if you, I guess if you've been listening today and you're thinking, oh, I don't know what you're talking about with pelvic floor. I don't blame you. It's an internal muscle to the body. So it's not like you can do a bicep curl and we can check your posture and form Um, because it's internal. If you can, I'm so for being proactive and that, yeah proactive treatments are best so if you can go to see a pelvic floor physio when you're pregnant I generally don't do pelvic floor assessments in women in their first trimester of pregnancy or their last few weeks of pregnancy but apart from that should be fine um, given there's no complications with your pregnancy and definitely it might be a bit of a red flag to go and see someone if you've got any leaking or incontinence Um, you're leaking urine or feces or you can't hold in wind as well and you'd like to be able to hold in wind Um, 
The other thing is if you've got any symptoms of pelvic organ prolapse, so that's a vaginal bulge generally, it's felt like a vaginal lump. Sometimes women can describe it feels like there's a tampon sticking out, but then you don't have a tampon in. So there's some signs and symptoms of pelvic organ prolapse. So if you've got any of those symptoms, definitely go and get checked out. There you go. Very handy to know. But yeah, I totally agree. Proactive is, to me, always, always the better. What I can be proactive in, I'd rather do that than yeah wait for something to happen and then try and react to it and figure it out 100 percent. but what you bring up there there's that's two issues one is to be proactive and have an assessment but the other thing which i think is harder is to actually do your pelvic floor exercises and that's where women tend to not do them and i totally get it i could be doing more i've had three um three babies i should definitely be doing more pelvic floor but it can get hard. And that's why I think, um, yes, the first thing is definitely go get assessed, but also what can you work into your normal routine to try to do them a bit more regularly? And that's why I say to all my moms, you're not like after our workout, whether or not it's a Pilates class or a yoga class, I'm like, no one's leaving until we've done our pelvic floor. <laughs> and so I'm like, I can see like it's a Zoom class. I'm like, I can see if you're leaving. No one's leaving. You've got to stay another minute to do your pelvic floor. Um, so yeah, a bit of fun. But we always do pelvic floor at the end of every workout. So just if you're listening today, think what can I do to really help, you know, prioritize and schedule in my pelvic floor? Yeah, habit stack. Just put it on something you're already doing. If whether it's your morning routine or yeah, mm-hmm. afternoon routine or yeah, just putting it in with whatever workout or exercise you are doing. So, so good. Well, thank you so much, Kath. I'm so, this has been such a fun conversation. Uh, Did you have any final um, advice or encouragement to leave the mamas with? Oh, look, it would just be, you're all amazing. Your bodies have been through something incredible and now's the time to invest in yourself and whatever that, that will mean something different for everyone. But just having a think, how can you help your bodies, which in turn helps your like mental health and physical health. They're so interlinked. So I think it's just so great to help your body feel good on the inside out. And you all deserve it. Don't feel guilty. Let's get some me time in. Yes, 100%, totally. Well, thank you, Kath. Um, do you, can you just share with everyone where they can find you Uh, If they want to connect further, check out your classes, what you have to offer. Oh, thanks, Elise. Yeah, so come and check out the podcast, which is called the Fitness Mama Podcast. It's spelled F-I-T-N-E-S-T-M-A-M-A. And then it's the same for all my my website and Instagram. So it's at fitnessmama or www.fitnessmama.com. So we've got pregnancy and postnatal workouts and there's also lots of information to help prepare for childbirth and recover afterwards. And there's a 12-week return to running program too. Great. So good. And I will um, put links to everything in the show notes as well. So if people want, want an easy click, then I'll it'll all be in the show notes. But thank yeah. you so much. Thank this you. has been such a great conversation filled with so much practical help for women who yeah want to want to get back to their old new self thank you Elise for having me it's lovely to chat 
Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment, leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.